Welcome to Industry 4.0, the new tech podcast dedicated to all things tech, recent news, and product releases. Um, to my right, I have Irvin. To my me, I am Matt. <laughs> uh, to my left, I have Jay Bones and Ryan. So I'm um, just going to have, we have a couple things we were going to cover today, just some brief things in technology news. I don't know if anybody else wants to open up with the first one where we have Bose is going to be fighting back in their class action lawsuit. On spying on users, and other news, In, water is wet. Yeah, um, <laughs> like who isn't spying on us, right? In yeah, world? yeah, I know. It's <laughs> the government. It's something that I like completely. It's in like when you ha I have the QC thirty fives and yeah. those headphones, they don't work without the app. I had to go online and like search because the Bluetooth connection just wasn't stable, right. and. Like, oh, download this Bose Connect app where you can, like, name your phone. And then I noticed, like, it has hooks into Spotify and everything. Like, when you're on Spotify, you can change and play with the song from the Bose Connect app, which is... So, like, there's, there's this doesn't surprise me at all that they have complete access to all user data for music, and it's just one more thing. I mean, generally speaking, if your data's out there in one way, it's probably being looked at by somebody, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a shocker. Obviously, it's not, you know, desired, mm -hmm. but... So I guess that means if you're a Bose user and you have a Facebook account, then there's no hiding at all. <laughs> Facebook is just the worst, but it's it's whatever. Yeah, every, everything's starting to require an app. Did you guys see the, the juicer story I that came know. out? I what, the, like, there's this uh, high-tech juicer that they're selling for like $300, $400, yeah. right? So you have to buy these special packs that you put into the juicer. And it only works and has like a QR code that it scans to verify that it's a valid it's a juice pack. That's like what? it's like a right. Keurig was doing. Wow. Yeah, so like you put it into the <laughs> juicer. It requires an app to set up. It has to be Wi-Fi connected for whatever reason. You put it into the special pack into the juicer and it's and it apparently there's fruit or vegetables inside and it gives you juice. People figure it out. You don't need the juicer. If you squeeze hard enough, it just comes out. All the $400 box does <laughs> <laughs> just squeeze the packet. I did, yeah, now you mentioned that song. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so now we have <laughs> people spying on us. We have DRM juicers now. <laughs> right. We have DRM on our fruit yes. for our juicer. Yeah. Oh, Welcome my God. to 2017. Yes. <laughs> DRM for coffee. DRM for it's, it's a... What the world we live in today. So anyway, oh. Bose is denying this. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I think probably just trying to protect their sales while they can. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, like, in the release, they gave their, like, the most, like, boilerplate response possible. <laughs> like, oh, we have, we, ta we take great pride in our customer security, and we try to ensure that their data is protected and their privacy is not being, is not being exploited for the sake of the product and all that like just just standard stuff so i mean i think it's going to go to court and i think we'll see something come out of that hopefully because that means i get money so I'm like probably like five dollars <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be five dollars but hey like, that's that's lunch there's no such thing as a free lunch but if bose is buying my lunch i don't care yeah. it's pretty yeah. much the same thing so. yeah and um going into other things um we have uh the news with the galaxy s8 plus and Unlike with their standard Bixby software, they have decided that they can't make a good music app, so now they're going to default to Google Play Music, which I totally saw coming because I don't think that we need a fifth music streaming service yeah, right. out there. Definitely surrender. And you also get an incentive if you uh, have a Galaxy S8 um, 
So by default, Google Play Music lets you upload 50,000 of your own songs. So if you have just MP3s, you can upload them and then stream them later. Mm -hmm. If you have an S8 and you activate your login through an S8 to your Google Play Music account, they give you 100,000 songs. Nice. So they double it uh, for you. Okay. Uh, which is a nice incentive. but. And then yeah. also with yeah. Google Play Music, it's still nice because um, they bought Shazam a while back. And is it Shazam? I think it was, or something. Where now they have um, they built they integrated that into their music suggestion and radio services. Mm. I think it was Shazam. And um, no, it was not Shazam. It was oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Who uh, was it? Tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, damn it. But either way, <laughs> they integrated them into the, their song selection. So I think Songza. Songza. Yeah. It was Songza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Songza. So they integrated. That had that like the the. Uh, suggestions. So, like, if you're working out, you could pick like, okay, I'm working out, or if I'm outside, it, it'll give you suggestions for music. So mm -hmm. now Google Play Music all, it has all that built mm -hmm. in. And I've just that's it. Songs. I try. I dance back and forth with Google Play Music, and I think that by far they have one of the best radio things out there. Yeah. Um, I think they have their radio's good, but they're also their music suggestions because they just hook Deep Mind into Google Play Music too. Interesting. So, oh wow. Yeah. So now um, it. So machine learning. <laughs> yeah, like I've been like at work, and it'll be like, oh, it's raining outside. You tip. T you typically listen to this music outside when it's raining, or you listen to this <laughs> when you're at the gym, or like whatever. And yeah. it's it's pretty cool. So I don't know. I, I cool. think it's they've admitted they can't really compete with that, and it comes forcibly installed on your phone anyway. So they might as well just use it, and you get YouTube Red. So, that's right. Yeah. No ads on YouTube. Yep. I think the coolest part about that, too, is accessing your music through the cloud. If you can't find something, for example, on Spotify because it's not popular or not mainstream music, maybe it's like a local band that you like, you can have your own files and still be able to stream them to your phone <clears throat> remotely. And they uh, make it super easy, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's I try doing the same thing on Spotify, and it just doesn't work out as well. It's really convoluted to get it working, and you have to, like, forcibly download the music you can't stream it from like your computer if it's on it has to be downloaded to your phone exactly right mode. right which basically i think i think you can't do that with spotify like normal spotify so i think you need premium to do it whereas with google play i think you can just upload music to it without having a play premium i think that's right uh i definitely know you can do it without premium on play yeah yeah okay so then yeah so that's that's nice um and going off of that, uh, I think you have the Galaxy S8 here. That's right. That so I uh, pre-ordered the Galaxy S8 uh, Plus version, like, the night that, uh, I think it was the 30th at 12.01 a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I pre-ordered that night um, when, it, when it was announced, and I got it on Wednesday. It arrived from uh, T-Mobile. Uh, few days early, so his official release date was on Friday. Uh, so, just as a background, I'm previously a full Nexus diehard uh, uh, guy, so I've, I've used Android. The only, I think the only Nexus before this that I haven't used, that, the only phone that wasn't a Nexus before this was the HTC M7, which was a great phone. Mm -hmm. All metal, uh, like the two boom sound speakers mm -hmm. yeah. that sound like face towards you and had that is it was um, done by Beats. 
but not Apple instead. Mm-hmm. Which... That was like that was my that was it, they're calling back to the HTC thing. That was one of the reasons why I made the purchase for the six P a couple years ago because that was like the Frankenstein of everything that was good about phones. It had like yeah. the Sony camera. It had the fingerprint sensor on the back. It yeah. had the big Samsung display. It had the boom sound dual speakers on it. That thing was a beast, and it had USB C, so it could have like you could do like crazy data throughput for like putting photos on your computer and stuff. So, but the S8 is definitely an amazing phone. It has probably the best industrial design, I think. Yeah, so I'm not going to go off the specs. You can look up that uh, online. But it has the latest processor, uh, 64 gigs of of memory, which is, I think, a plenty. But I did get the VR um, immersive bundle. Uh, Plus, if you pay 99 bucks extra, you get the AKG uh, Bluetooth headphones as well as a 256 gigabyte uh, micro SD card. So that should be coming in like a week or two. Um, so that should be uh, pretty cool to test out the VR and, and has Oculus technology built in because they developed it with Oculus. So we'll see how that it comes with like a mini controller too. So now you don't have to use like the touchpad on the side hmm. uh, if you don't want to. It'd be fun to try out. We'll definitely have uh, a review of all that. Uh, but yeah, I, lo- I love the phone. It's super fast. The battery life is I'm blown away. So I've only had two days of full usage uh, so far. Uh, so it's Thursday and Friday. Um, I got around five hours screen on time. Um, I took the phone off the battery at around seven o'clock in the morning, and it was down to four uh, percent around nine thirty at night. And I didn't baby it. I put everything on full sync. All my email uh, I had Skype syncing. Uh, I listened to Spotify for like three, four hours podcast through Pocket Cast, favorite uh, pocket, or podcast app. Um, so I used it uh, and I love the phone uh, so far. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is full glass, so I'm afraid to uh, drop it. But you love Bixby, though. <laughs> Bixby. We want to talk room. about Bixby a little bit. It's a bit of an elephant. So I used Bixby for the total of a minute and a half before <laughs> I fully disabled it on my phone. So now I have a nice little useless button on the side that does absolutely nothing. Um, there's a cool app uh, that uh, we'll probably... Uh, there's a couple made just for Samsung phones that disable certain packages. Because I don't know if you, you... You're an Nexus owner, and so are you yeah. now. Yeah. Your Nexus, you converted. Uh, yeah, it converted you. Um, if you go on like a certain app, you can disable them, right? Mm-hmm. So pretty much everything on a Nexus can be disabled. They, Google really doesn't limit you on what can be disabled. On Samsung, that's not the case. Yeah, I had a G3 they don't, the same way. They don't like their uh, stock apps to be disabled, so they turn that off. The, turn off that button. So uh, you need like third-party apps. But the good thing is you don't need root to do that. So you don't need to root your phone. Not like you could. Because they lock down these phones so much that it's fairly impossible to uh, root without disabling all the security, which will, you'll lose, like Samsung Pay and so on. So it depends on the trade-off if you want to root your phone. But uh, with these apps, you can disable pretty much anything. So it turned off uh, all the Bixby stuff, Bixby Vision. I don't really going to need that. going to take a picture of something. It's actually pretty cool, like, in theory, but I don't know if I'll use it like big division you'll take a picture of something and you can press like shopping and they'll find it on amazon hmm. nice but i don't know how much i'll actually use that yeah 
Or house. Maybe I should give it a try. Goggles, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe so I didn't. A minute and a half wasn't is, enough. We don't know. Like, what is the general overview of Bixby, or what was the idea in play? The Samsung. The, I, the Samsung. I. I don't. They want to compete with Google. <laughs> but, <laughs> but can they? Do they um, have enough? I mean, juice to do that. Like well, it's Google. Like how can you? Well, compete? they already surrendered to Google Play, right? I was just gonna say. Something. Yeah, they That's did. the first step. And once you mentioned <laughs> no earlier when we were talking about Google Photos as well, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, right. So uh, Google uh, Photos is installed on the phone. It's available. But whenever you take a picture on the Galaxy or I'm assuming any other uh, non-Nexus or Pixel phone, um, when you click on the gallery, it defaults to like the built-in stock gallery, which in this case is the Samsung one, which is fine. Uh, but I'm really used to Google Photos. I have over 40,000 pictures up there. I uploaded every digital photo that my family has basically ever taken uh, to uh, Google Photos. So it's just all up there. So that's the app that I love to use. You but also like you, to send news. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, you can't, but you can't link to change that default app. So when you click that gallery, it's always going to take you to uh, the Galaxy Gallery. Uh, but now Google has implemented, which I didn't know because I haven't really been using uh, anything other than Nexus devices for the past like three or four years, that in Google Photos, there's an option you can turn on that where you can uh, put a layover onto the camera app where once you take a picture, it'll just pop up. And once you click that, it actually takes you to uh, Google Photos, which is I thought That's- was pretty You can move it around awesome. too, like those yeah. chat bubbles on Facebook. Exactly, or like yeah. it looks... I like how there's a whole division of Google dedicated to fighting Samsung in their software to <laughs> right. make their stuff still work on top yeah. of it. Yeah, that's insane. I... Also, speaking of software, like Samsung, I heard awful things about TouchWiz and all that. I'm really not as a as a diehard Nexus previous Nexus owner. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really that turned off by what Samsung has done with this S8. Um, I I like the UI. I like all the extra features that they put in because you don't have to use them all. So I can turn off whatever I don't need. Um, for example, the iris scanner. I don't, I'm not going to ever need that. Also, it doesn't work with my eyes for whatever reason. It doesn't like me. Because <laughs> you wear contacts. Right. but So do a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> it's kind of fighting an uphill battle when you wear contacts. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just walk around with blurry. And yeah, and just got to take your contacts out every time you want to see your mm, messages. And sure. Put them back that, in and that, That'll work. You can also just break your finger getting to the fingerprint sensor. There you go. Yeah, just use the fingerprint sensor. It's so conveniently placed. Oh, the fingerprint sensor. <laughs> oh. Why, <laughs> Samsung? But um, <laughs> It's fine. It, it works. Uh, all of it works fine. Um, Have you used the stock? Android or Samsung Messenger versus Android messages? Nope. Have you, no, you just I, go straight to straight to Android? I didn't even give it a chance. I okay. maybe I should, but I'm just too used to uh, Android messen- uh, Android messages, right? Yeah, they renamed, they renamed it. It was just messages, yeah. like every other messenger. <laughs> right. So if you search <laughs> on a Google Play, they're like so like Facebook Messenger, or Android Messenger. Like, right. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Um, but and, yeah, uh, the phone's uh, great. So if you're looking. To pick it up, I definitely uh, recommend it. No, it's uh, definitely has caught my eye. It's Hardware a, it's is top notch. Hardware is the best it's out a, there right now, even beating, in my opinion, um, iPhone Seven Plus. But iPhone Eight is on the horizon, so it's a we'll see what yeah. Apple will um, do. But Jeff, you're the Apple guy <laughs> of the bunch. 
Uh, you you played with it for a little bit. Have you been tempted to the dark side? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, in the recent past, I mean, I've been. I'm. I don't want to jailbreak an iPhone. I just don't. I don't know. I'm, I don't feel comfortable doing it. But with a, an Android, you have all this capability, and I missed that because I started as an Android user when I first got a smartphone. But one thing I did want to ask you, Irvin, about it. Um, I guess all you guys, since you're all Droid guys. Um, <laughs> How is the charging while you're actively using an app? Because when I'm on, for example, commuting to work, I have Spotify going, I have Google Maps going. Wow. Um, my charge, if I have it plugged in, it'll barely increase by a percent or two on my whole commute to work. Ah. It's like an hour. It, yeah. it depends on what the, because we're coming from the 6P. Right. So that depends because if we have a quick, if we have the rapid charging and we're charging with the USB-C, then it's right. fast, but then it also becomes a hand warmer in right. the winter because right. so right. it's, it's running on the 810 chip, <laughs> yeah. the Snapdragon 810. Which is that's yeah, it's all about infamous. the quick charge because all of pretty much every modern Android smartphone has the quick charge, but iPhones don't, so they're charged at a slower rate. This phone right here will for, go from four percent to hundred percent in about an hour and a half. Fun uh, fact, though, when, <laughs> I was gonna say fun fact about you saying the charging was slow. Are you using the one that came with your phone? Uh, the charging no. brick? No. Okay, because the ones that it's come... It's actually a USB I plug into my car. has one built in. Oh, mm. for your car. Yeah, I was right. going to say, because if you're doing it into the wall, um, what I read online, and I briefly spent a bit of time with the iPhone 6S Plus. Okay. And the iPad charging brick is a 50 watt. It charges slightly faster okay. than the regular um, iPhone one. And I noticed that that actually would get me... To, like, I would notice a better increase in charge when it was um, going through that. Yeah, USB ports typically provide, I think, half an amp or a full amp. I think one amp uh, yeah. output, which is typically uh, not that fast. Right. Uh, but if, if you want, you could get one of the cigarette, cigarette lighter adapters that probably has like a two amp power port. Yeah. That might help you in uh, terms of charging your phone faster, so it doesn't drain. Does it drain, or does no, it just it go up a little bit? It doesn't go below. It doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is you just know kind of hold duty, even. For now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the about the Galaxy S8 in general. We'll have a more in depth uh, look at it uh, in a couple days or so. Yeah, you're going away for a week, and possibly the worst possible conditions for a smartphone. Not the worst possible conditions for you because you're on vacation, but... The, <laughs> it's not vacation. Well, it's, it's, like a little, oh, it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. Work. It's a work trip, but work still, trip. it's not going to be friendly to your phone. You're going up to the mountains, yeah. so it's going to struggle to get signal, and that usually... Is, yeah, that's, is that'll true. definitely put a, uh, a little strain on the battery. We'll see how it does. I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on um, every day how my battery will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah give you guys some feedback yeah and then we can possibly even get a full review i think too. yeah like once you have once you've been with it because all the reviews that came out it's like they've probably had it for like a week or so so it's going to be good for that but mm-hmm. when you have a phone that came out on release and a week into like an average consumer's look because the retail releases of phones like the ones that they give to all the like the big reviewers who look at phones um, there's been problems with those phones too. Cause I've even seen, um, I saw an article just yesterday before I was like, while I was gathering this stuff for the show and I saw, um, that the Huawei company released, um, the tech reviewers who got one of their phones, I think it was the, the new honor phone that's coming out. Um, they actually have two completely different chipsets running in their phones. Oh, really? They gave the tech reviewers all of the ones with the, the high end Kirin chip. And then they gave the other ones literally. It's the difference between getting like a mid-range Samsung 
like not the S8, yeah. like an A phone, and oh, getting the S7. Play. The S8 wow. is doing the same thing in a way. Well, in in the U.S., it's the Snapdragon 835, and the rest of the world, it's the Exynos, which in every benchmark that I've seen around the uh, around the net, the Exynos is five to ten percent faster. So. Well, yeah, so they're they're kind of out of luck if you're buying the phone in the U.S. because you you can import it, but then it's not gonna f- support all the LTE bands that you have here in the states. So if right. you just pop in a SIM card, you won't get the speeds on LTE, or it won't connect, or you won't get the signal that you want. Yeah, but like what Huawei is doing is is so crappy because it's <clears throat> that is you said it's five to ten percent difference. Yeah. This is like thirty percent difference well, in yeah. processing power. They're literally, it's like I said, it's a difference between getting like an S eight versus like they send you an S six in the mail. Right. It's like not even the same phone. Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. And people were saying that their phones were they weren't performing well. They had to, they were they were bringing them back because it was stuttering, because it's the same software with much less hardware in it. Yeah, and um, it's just I. It's so much worse when you look at it that way. So it it really depends. So once you get a phone in like a consumer's hands, right. having a review like that, we could very well have a different phone than some other people have received to look at, and it's a little more polished. So it's a shame after the six P. I had a lot of faith in Huawei. Yeah, I know. So did I. <laughs> they made such, but it was because they were working with Google. I'm probably gonna yeah. have to go Pixel <laughs> next time if. Unless the unless the Pixel looks like a generic like iPhone five or something like that again, like they had it last I time. I heard rumors yeah. of a curved screen. They're buying up a lot of supply. Google is for okay. a curved OLED, okay. so it might uh, mimic that Galaxy S eight, and then I'll hate you uh, once again because <laughs> it's running uh, stock Android. Be, I'm, I'm a big big fan of stock. It'd be running on Android Ovaltine. <laughs> Android O. I'll get that in like two years. It's fine. That's if you get it in two years. Because um, my um, housemate had to go to Best Buy to get Nougat. He didn't get Android Nougat for three months after T-Mobile released it for the phone. His phone just wasn't getting the update. And he had to go to a Best Buy rep, and they had to take his phone for 20 minutes and run a software update on it. I'm just going to so, ask, can't you do the same thing at home? Right. Like you can. It online and- uh, Probably, yeah. yeah. I think they just flashed it. They just flashed the manual. Yeah, so there's a software called, which I just learned, Samsung Keys, that you put on your phone. Uh, that'll, if you plug it in, you can manually check for updates and force an update for your phone. Ah. That's probably what the Best Buy people did. Okay, he'll probably find that information. Yeah, <laughs> Samsung Keys. Yeah, although I don't think that's the, the seven. worst piece of crap I ever saw on the computer. Samsung keys? Yeah, it's just the, the interface is from like 1995. Hey, it's a good year. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Five, five years old. Support. Great times. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> well, I think we can take a mini break if you guys want. Just kind of sure. yeah. get ourselves ready for the second half. Uh, coming up, um, we're going to do a little bit of B roll footage for the essay just get some mini topics talking about that a little bit then we're going to go into a little information (laughs) (laughs) go into a little bit of information with uh google home adding multi-user support and then a couple of other interesting news elon musk wants to connect everybody via cloud so we can no longer need to do podcasts we can just all think out together (laughs) and for the first time since the 1800s britain has gone an entire day without burning coal for power so got some cool news coming up after the break
Welcome back to I4. This is Ryan, um, along with Jay Bones, Matt Slavin, and Urban. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go right back into Google Home. Uh, Jay Bones and I do not have Google Home personally, but Matt and Urban do. So, uh, if you guys like to kick us off, it's um, it's cool. It's nice to have the Google Home. It's my I had I had both the Echo Dot and the Google Home, and the Echo Dot for some reason stopped working for me. It like mm-hmm. would. It would, um, whenever you would do the voice prompt, it would have a red ring, and it would say, like, it was constantly losing network connection, which was really weird, but the Google Home has always been nice, and it's been catching up really fast to the Echo Dot, and I think my favorite thing about it was, like, what you were saying, the multi-user support they just added, because that's, they just casually released a feature that was, like, a game changer for anything, so what it can do is the multi-user support enables Google Home devices to be able to identify by voice which person is asking the home for a specific task or to like just get your day schedule or do something so if when i when i set it up it does this a similar method to training your voice kind of how google does with your phone you can train the okay google to or i don't want to say i shouldn't have said that on camera (laughs) but yeah because that probably that would trigger some devices but um uh you can be careful yeah we're using the trigger words affirmative google (laughs) affirmative um but um yeah so we can like when we when i was like trying to get the google home to do something um at first, it would just kind of generically pick up any voice at all, but yeah. now with the multi-user support, if I ask it my day, it'll say what's on my calendar, and if like um, someone in my house downloads the app and sets up their Google Calendar to it or sets up their um, their like name and stuff with their Google account, it'll go through their calendar just by identifying which person is talking through voice, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's I, cool. I think that, and the Echo has been out for yeah. what, almost Three years? Yeah, it's so uh, yeah, three it's years that Amazon got, and um, they still don't have that. multi-user. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, I, I thought of it as a like, sort of a security issue, uh, before because you have your Google account tied to that thing, right? right? So like anything that you ask, like anybody could walk up to it and it's like, hey, what's on my calendar? And it will just list list everything on your calendar. So if you have like personal stuff that you don't want to share with everyone in your, um family or whoever's in your house then that's not really safe so now uh yeah we tried it at home and uh, someone can say i i can say what's the traffic to work today mm-hmm. and then it will answer and answer no it knows where i work i put that in um and it'll say what the what the traffic is on the route and someone else says the same exact phrase and then it says that the work for them because they have a different location tied to their uh, work location tied to their uh, google account yeah it's a cool feature it's, it's awesome like stuff like that when you have those home assistants um especially with like the echo um the crazy thing about it would be like um i hated every time it's like spotify only allows one person to play a song at any time on their (laughs) account and like my girlfriend plays music on spotify all the time and she uses either like the echo dot or the google home to do it in the morning and it when I'm like driving to work, like I'll be listening to a song in my car, and it will kill my Spotify oh, because no. she. I oh, had that happen. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> having like having multi-user support would be nice. Yeah, right. Because yeah. finally, it'll when she says play music on my Spotify, it yep. will say, "Oh, this person has their own Spotify account. I'm gonna connect and play to that one." And I can listen to music but on my car. Definitely. <laughs> Important. Yeah, right? Important note. That's 
not supported at the moment. It's very limited to what it can actually do in terms of how what information will give you uh, in terms of multi-support. You can't do like um, set a reminder to do X. Um, it won't be tied to that person who's saying it hmm. uh, yet. So it's very limited right now. It's like if the calendar and like commute and like what's my day. Mm -hmm. Personalized news stuff. That's pretty much it at the moment. But it's really awesome that it can definitely... Um, uh, differentiate between the voices and I read some background like um, it takes that snippet so like the setup that you were talking about so it asks you to say the, the two different trigger words that you can do for Google Home mm -hmm. you can say okay and then you know what and then hey you know what uh, I don't want to <laughs> actually say it hola and then it'll analyze that audio and then send it up to Google and put it into the neural network that'll like learn from what that sound is and uh, process it and give you a unique signature that translates your voice into that unique signature. And when you say that again, that it takes that signature and compares it to every single signature that it's in the net network and identifies it. Okay, that's this account. I need to give this information. And that happens on the device directly. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, yeah. It, it, doesn't, cool. it doesn't designate it by IP address or anything like that? Mm -mm. No, it just... Yeah, it literally looks, computes all of that that, that quickly. Yeah. That's, wow. That's pretty uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous what they <laughs> have done. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I hope, like, more features will come of it. Yeah, uh, and the fact that it's been out for maybe six months now. And, yeah. yeah. And they're, I mean, it's Google, so they have the money to throw at this. But um, the fact that they're able to roll that kind of a, a thing out with, even as basic as it is, once it gets better, it'll be... I think the home will probably establish itself as like the clear, like go-to home assistant device. I can see that. The only thing that I, only reason why I can see someone getting an, an like an Echo Dot or an Echo would be if someone were to just be on like maybe iOS or have um, primarily um, like Amazon purchases or something like that that they would want to go through. So I, I think shopping is number one. Shopping, yeah. if you right. want to shop, you know, shop by voice. I don't know. If anyone wants to do that but apparently a lot of people do because amazon echo is really really popular well, that kind of um, that kind of breaks it down it's like, like hey i need toilet paper like yeah. amazon's like all right it'll be here in two days what's the other thing the button you press and it's just hmm? boom you're getting your new oh the dash button oh yeah, the, the dash, dash. Yeah. yes those are awesome too i haven't tried them though yeah uh, but that, that kind of breaks down to why I'm hesitant to buy one though if you think about it like i i feel like that is just having a mic in my house all the time that's yeah. just directed at capturing all this information again about me and targeting advertisements at me yeah. that's, I mean but then again essentially I'm wearing a watch that has a microphone I'm wearing a phone that has two microphones you know yeah, I, yeah. Like, you know they're listening you can sometimes you can say something out loud and you can see it in a search like a couple minutes later you know yeah mm -hmm. and then so even there's, there's things coming out now where you have like that case um, the lawsuit where the police in um, were trying to find out a murder case yeah. with because there was an echo dot that was in the house or an Amazon Echo. Really? And they're trying to, the police were trying to subpoena Amazon to pull the data <laughs> files for it. And they were like, that's wow. not how that works. Because yeah. it, 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 I hope not. It listens for um, the, the trigger all, phase, right? all the home assistants, they yeah. are constantly recording, but mm -hmm. they're not storing anything until they hear the trigger phrase. And then there's like a five second or six second buffer window where it records a command and then tries to parse out what it should do from that command. And then it stops. And then it goes back to being passive and sitting. So it's not 
It's re- it may it's be recording. recording you're saying. It's yeah. recording, but it's constantly people, dumping that yeah, data. People right. have tested that, like using Wireshark <clears throat> and stuff to like network, monitor the actual traffic coming out of the device, right. mm-hmm. and they proved like there's literally nothing being sent if you don't say the trigger word. That's at the that's when you tr- say the trigger word. That's the word trigger the one it sends the data actually to the server. Then how come when I say something out loud, like say I want to like I want to shop. Adidas sneakers, something like that. You're like, <laughs> yeah. right, in 15 minutes from now, I might have that pop up on a lot of my search results. You that know, might just be some side advertisements. That, like, no. that might just be like confirmation bias, where you could. you've you've talked about it and it's actively yeah. in your and mind, and you, you happen to I notice. I just said it, so it must have been on my mind. Like right you might have googled it like hours before that, <laughs> before you were actually like when you were kind of just right. thinking of the idea when it popped into your head, but. Right. Um, I mean, it, it could, I mean, I'm not going to rule out that it could be like <laughs> know, creepy monitoring. That's right. a, whole, a whole different I, level because I, I mean, people have been creeped out by just general cookies being collected yeah, you know, right. and that changing mm-hmm. your advertisements. Now, if it becomes something where things you say out loud in your own home, mm-hmm. yes, change yeah. that, that's kind of scary. Have you ever viewed your Facebook ad profile? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. It like takes all of your data and tries to make assumptions based on what you've liked, what you follow, who your friends are, what they've done. And like tries to extrapolate ads based on that information, and it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, in my life. It's, really, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's a question for you: What are your thoughts on your actual physical voice being tied to your you know your technical account, right? Mm-hmm. So to speak. I mean, you, you're confirming that, right? To view your own calendar, you're pretty much telling it, "This is my voice." Um, mm-hmm. There's no yeah. anonymity but there anymore. What is it confirming by? Just waveform. Uh, I don't know. It's like right. sending that audio to, according to Google to that their their network of AI that figures out okay this is a unique voice this is the pattern I don't know it's probably proprietary technology that they came up with that um, figures out what um, how to categorize those voices what differentiates of one voice from another. Right. Uh, I'm, Pretty sure you can override it with a recording of right. someone saying it. <laughs> right, like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and then Photoshop is making that. Oh right, yeah, Photoshop. They Adobe, made Adobe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Adobe's making. Yeah, it's like a. It's basically photo editing software. It's the Photoshop of voice. You know the, oh. the when you cut it's, out yeah. when you that cut could, out that could go a long you know way Photoshop direction. you're a Photoshop expert both of you <laughs> <laughs> when you when you cut out an object there's a, a content aware fill you know that option right so yes. where and and now analyzes the area and it just makes something disappear like it was never there before you could never tell like it fills it in right they did that with audio. So, like, you can, if you have enough recording of a person, you can just type in what you want it to say, and it will say it, and by analyzing that, whatever limited audio that you have, it'll generate a synthetic voice that sounds exactly like the person from that original sample that you gave it. So, So if if we're getting to that point, if we're getting to that point, like, with technology, how can can evidence hold up in court in terms of any... Yeah, that's a great point. point. Like, in terms of film, in terms of photography, in terms of audio, microphone equipment, like, that's... These are pretty standard technologies they use to kind of get confessions Mm -hmm. and just, you know, get evidence from whatever crime supposedly happened. I mean... Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're getting to an interesting point in history (laughs) where, like, we can... Because, like, I mean, even, like, they've, they're now holographic, or using CGI, they're now putting actors who are now dead right, back right. into movies. Yeah. And We're on stage And they're cheaper, concert. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. like and they, brought, they brought Tupac, Tupac back Tupac, at Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, we're getting to this weird point where, like, are we going to need actors anymore? Because we've had enough in history where we could just have, like, a movie that features Snoop Dogg and, like, um, like anybody else. Or, like, um, oh. what's his name? 
Charlie Chaplin. Like Snoop Dogg and Charlie Chaplin, like in a movie. Together. I would not mind watching another Charlie no, Chaplin movie. Honestly. Yeah, but yeah. I think we're, we're also gonna have a desire for something new. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's yeah. up and coming. I mean, I'll save this one for later with a later discussion we're gonna have. <laughs> but in general, I mean, there you got to give new new you know people a chance to bring what they have to the table. Yeah. Um, you know, Charlie Chaplin acted based upon his experience during his life. As time progresses, things change. You're going to have new, different ty- types of people who can mm-hmm. come and bring different things to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, just, it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of technology plays out into the future. Right. And like things like, especially with home automation, using voice. Because when you have home automation, that's, is, this is a natural progression of the technology, to being able to identify, okay, which person in the house wants this information. And, yeah. and yeah. being okay with that, like you had a question earlier when you were saying, like, are we okay with having them understand our like voice waveforms. Right. I've always said that there's like this trade-off with Google where I'm giving them enormous amounts of information which they can farm for their processes and for their apps and for their data. And in exchange, I'm getting like location-based services where like it helps me in the time that I'm at where I'll be at work and it'll say like, oh, there was an accident on Ridge or like there's an accident down the road and you need to like take this route to go home and that's happened several times already so no. yeah. like it's a trade-off so if i'm okay <laughs> with it if people and this is kind of probably more to my generation than anything else and it's a yeah. it's a trade-off like i'm happy if it's a mutual relationship unless mm-hmm. I'm, but if i'm just being like if it's like bows and i'm just being like shield for my money then and my data then i'm not, i'm fine i'm not cool but, with I, that. Mean, I can understand no. like knowing if there's a traffic jam ahead but like is it really that important you hear about your calendar from saying it out loud as opposed to just pulling out your phone well, and doing it not That's really a good point. <laughs> but like kind of the, the calendar is just kind of like an additional thing that it can do right yeah. like being able to like not have to move and like have something control your lights or like not have to like look at like your phone screen and like just get, give you a quick glimpse of the weather like there's been times where I'm like staring at my like coats and I'm just like what's the weather going to be like yeah. so like I know which one I go for if it's going to be <laughs> yeah. cold or if it's going to warm up because it tells you like the high low so oh, there's a trade off yeah. and like certain things aren't necessary but I think we're in that period of time where we can see like technology kind of, like they're we're in like the period of time where like, similar to electricity where they're just sticking the internet in everything like fruit machines and seeing if it works <laughs> and seeing if it works <laughs> and, like you know, yeah, and juicers juice. yeah so like like you have fridges that like literally take a photo of the inside yeah. of your fridge and tell you if you like we're at that point because like back in the 1800s they were like sticking electricity in everything and yeah. seeing if it stuck and seeing if it had a market value yeah so yeah, you know it's gonna really be annoying uh, this Adobe concept you've been talking about, mm-hmm. all those annoying uh, computer-generated phone calls you get all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, now yeah. wait for oh real human God. voices. Cold to calls. Be yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually think of that. That's, yeah. that's no, funny. don't give me the idea. <laughs> yeah. They already know. Come on. They've been they are, yeah. <laughs> They're being paid millions of dollars for these things. I just hope that all the smart stuff in the Google Home doesn't turn into the uh, that Disney Channel movie Smart House. Remember that? I don't remember that. What? Not Disney yeah. Channel. But <laughs> is it Disney Channel? Uh, it's really, really old. Oh, you know it what? It might have been. <laughs> I think I remembered something about that, but I don't... I it's more house. It turns evil. wouldn't let people out. Oh, I know you're talking house. about. Yeah. It, was like it, was, it was sort of like Hal, yeah. You can't do that. It was like... <laughs> Would have been a good black. Mirror. And it did like this yeah. hologram of this uh, lady that would walk around and she wouldn't let you leave for whatever reason. I forget the exact story, but 
That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, want your smart, uh, smart assistant to do that. Yeah, and I want something that... Oh, right yeah. now, all, all the controls in my house, personally, is just lights. Yeah. Do you really want McDonald's? No, you don't. Doors locked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you have, like, the, if you have, like, if you have, like, the August locks and you have, like, a very oh, sassy God, Google Assistant, like, it could just be like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't leave until you give me this information. I will now. never buy a smart lock, so I'm sorry. I will never. So that's, that's where you draw yeah, the line. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, a key can be, well, you, all, need, all you need is a pick. You can pick a key, but that, whatever. It's I mean, fine, but it's like a Bluetooth one you. that can be like jammed, like just by bombarding like Bluetooth connections to it. Um, I just for some reason I just don't f- trust it or to like, be reliable. Or like RF interceptors, if it's yeah. based on that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can pick up someone's car remote, and yeah, replicate it and get in their car now. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. You can just amplify that signal and yeah. just unlock any. Car, you can probably do the same thing with the lock. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes it somewhat easier. Yeah. Uh, for it's interesting you mentioned X. I was debating getting smart locks in the near future. In my, I would it's never. It's cool. Yeah. I have a bunch of smart stuff in my home, but the lock is one thing that I don't would never. It's. Uh, I'm under the impression that a smartphone can replace the wallet and can replace everything else in my pocket, but I'm not yeah. sure if I'm ready to give up my keys yet. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, it'd be cool for, like, a car. That would be fine. I'd be okay with losing a car to, like, some hacker or something. I wouldn't be okay with losing my entire Unless house. you're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, unless you're in the wrong <laughs> neighborhood. Like, yeah. biometric, you do yeah. trust it to lock your car or your house or your front door with, like, fingerprint or face recognition if, or, or iris or something like that. If and only if it captured the full fingerprint. Yeah. finger not like partial. what phones do where they do partial fingerprints because right. that has been proven to have been spoofed yeah because yeah. a lot of people tend to have identical hand like they've there's been cases where like people have been able to unlock other mm-hmm. people's smartphones see or it detects you're, an you're actual with your personal safety but like having i've actually had access to like some of the bigger data centers and they do operate on iris scans and mm-hmm. stuff like that they yeah. already rely on tech yeah. it's just tech to protect more tech mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a little bit of alliteration there but yeah anything you know I mean? anything a person makes is inherently not safe like, right. like we have like, so, the only right. only way you can really do it is by storing all of your data like on a disc and then burying the disc underground <laughs> and then even then like the disc will wear out but like just uh-huh. putting it in a box like you basically the only way to truly have a private conversation with someone is to go to a park and then put a blanket over both of you and the person <laughs> and then like whisper within each other's ears at the lowest decibel you can possibly or get. Or like Ooh, write on a piece of paper and burn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if, you're, if you just stand in a park, someone could like read your mouth and like see the words you're saying and like kind of try to get the words off of that. But with the blanket, you're safe. <laughs> I'm just going to go it's over it's like you, yeah. <laughs> you kind of just have to like... Like shrug it off and just be like, ah, see that's the thing. Lucky. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. It's well, like now we're just kind of forcing each other to just ha- willingly hand over our privacy. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, the smart home is the next step, and it's like, well, is does the benefit outweigh any potential? I don't know what you call it. Just threat. Not, not consequence. Really a threat, just consequence. Yeah. Like if yeah. someone took the Google Home away, I would definitely be able to continue on and carry on living and live my life yeah. fine. But that being said, it's just a convenience from my life. Like I right. mean, but they, I could they say, said that in the nineties with the internet. Yeah. And I now, could, do you think any millennials or any anybody born after two thousand can live without the internet? Yeah. Like we grew up in the nineties, we no. could probably do it. We, you know, I could take radio away. Scouts, from, I can, I have a cousin. Take, he was can born use in, a compass a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A cousin in two thousand. If you took the internet away from him, he's they have yeah. no idea what to do himself. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had no idea. 
it's an interesting world. The people yes. like that are the people yes. like it's people who are able to drive their cars now were born in two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Two thousand actually no, now it's two thousand one. Two thousand one, yeah. 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 Two thousand one. So mm-hmm. like I don't think of that as that long ago, but no. it's seven, it's sixteen years ago. <laughs> Make me yeah. feel old, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not old by any sense. So, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> but um going on with the progression attack, we should move on probably. Yeah, um, yeah. Time. Talking about how Britain now has gone a full day without burning coal for power, something that with the US I don't see us doing for a little while. No. We're in a cold state. <laughs> Not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah, I think our, I think if you did that, like the, the the economy of the state that we're in, would tank. Pennsylvania coal is like. Honestly, the amount of jobs that, that coal actually provides is minimal. It's very minimal in this day and age. But mm-hmm. the fact and that we run on that doesn't, you know, it's still one of the major electro. Uh, it's what we convert into electricity, like more than more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it. It's dumb because nuclear is so much cleaner and yeah. so much better, and there's so much of a stigma. Right? You have th- what three accidents involving nuclear yep. power plants? You have Great. Fukushima. That's, 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 that's fair. They're all horrific. They are pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're bad, but they're not bad by like the amount of like oil spills that happen. Considering from... we've had clean energy since we were able to sail <laughs> yeah. across the ocean. Yeah, hundreds <laughs> of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you look at these major threats to our ecosystems and just our, our livelihoods I mean it's it, does, it do the benefits really outweigh the costs but like with with nuclear power like and they don't they I think that does if you have a natural progression of energy um, like you find nuclear power is safe and clean and ironically enough produces less radiation than coal <laughs> coal power does, produces more radiation than nuclear yeah without well, right. I live for about a mile away from one. You don't have three arms. No, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Not yeah. yet. Although, although, although decent... These cheeks are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a decent photo of it from your backyard. Um, you're thinking of three legs. I do have three legs. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, all right. I see that kind of show now. <laughs> we are jumping straight to nuclear power. I mean, there are other mediums, like, yeah. you know, collecting what's naturally available, like wind and solar. Yeah. yeah. Solar is getting big, so is wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see wind farms all over the place. Not in near here, but if you drive uh, towards northern Pennsylvania and New York, you see a lot of them. Same uh, with like the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of wind. Out in the uh, Midwest as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because now I wonder if they're going to be able to sustain... Like, it, they, they said it was a day, but I don't know if it's going to be sustainable for the entire... Well, I think, yeah, this is just one day they've gone without. It's not like they continued for the entire mm-hmm. week or whatever timeline. Um, yeah. But it's proof of concept that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that it's coming from such a conservative country that you have such a forward-thinking kind of progression of energy production... Which is going to be cool for the future because it's where we're going. I don't think that anybody can really deny that. It's just a matter of how long it'll take and how many people will lobby to stop it. Right. Or slow it down. involved. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. only slow it down so much. We just had that big G8 summit. Was it last year, right? It was yeah, last year. I think it was. And we polarized. <laughs> it just gone the other direction in one year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take I mean, got another four years of this at least, so it's going to take a little while <laughs> yeah, to reverse was, it again. I was about to say, that it's, it's been a year for a particular reason, but yeah. um, it's going to depend on really what happens after that, because I don't imagine we're going to get much further towards the green in the next 
four years. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey, it's, you know. With all the tech that's being thrown at us these days, you never really know. It's like it kind of depends on how far we want to take it. Mm-hmm. You got you got you know big thinkers out there like Elon Musk, and <laughs> I mean I, I want to praise him a lot, but he, he's just another rich guy. I mean, he, at the end of the day, but, yeah. Like but, there's so many rich guys, but like he actually wants to do something with the money and he like, does. do awesome things and improve. Uh, it's like mankind. Right. Yeah, is that mankind, not something we all share? Yeah. Like, is, that, is that not something we all share? And, and with, with the technology we have at our fingertips in terms of information and the ability to learn and build machines that could actually get us towards that point, yeah. maybe if we can't do it overnight. Right. But you can build like deep learning machines to, to help, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> cure like cure right. complex problems. And there's also people that are doing that. Elon's one of them. Bill Gates is one of them. But like Warren Buffett, he's a rich guy. How's he helping? <laughs> he just wants to be a actually, actually, on that point, Elon, uh, Warren Buffett has, I, I, I think it's Warren Buffett, he is the largest, the single largest donor to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So he donated, I think he set a record for the amount of money donated to a, like a philanthropic foundation. So he's, I mean, even he's helped out, but it's no. not only enough by just throwing money at a problem until it goes right. away. And yeah. you have people who are actively thinking about it, like Elon Musk, who's, who's just trying to like set this standard where he sets this wildly impossible goal and then just, <laughs> and, but like the groundbreaking achievements they make in getting to that goal, yeah. like move all of humanity forward. Like yes, in I so many was, ways. He was like, we're going to go to Mars. And then now yeah. we have second stage missiles that can land themselves on the ground and be reused. Like, he just said, or I just saw an article the other week where they just launched the first ever second recycle, like, the first ever second use of a first stage rocket. Yeah, yeah. I saw they that like, as well. They mm-hmm. normally just hit the ocean and explode. Yeah. yeah. So, and that turnaround time for that one was uh, one year. So, like, this, yeah. the one that they relaunched, there was about a year ago that they launched it for the first time. And then Elon uh, announced that the next goal is twenty-four hour turnaround time for <laughs> a, a rocket that was already used. To Isn't that great though? Like yeah. saying something yeah. that just sounds like, how is that ever going to happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it Someone happens. And exactly. I mean, it's proof it, to people like everywhere around the world that you can do things that people tell you you can never do. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. He's just the one person who, he, lucky enough, he has enough money to throw at a problem until it, it's solved. Yeah, See, that too. That, that's the thinking. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like, we all have the ability to build towards that. It's just, people are just so in tune with their daily lives. They just want to make money and, and do whatever to get by yeah. through the day. It's like, right. oh, only, only Elon Musk can get this far because he's got tons of money to throw at. And I see that mm-hmm. a lot. It's like, no, no. not necessarily. Like, you can, reach, you can reach children on YouTube and kids growing up and like give them the correct avenues on learning the right techniques to improving society, improving humanity as a species. And that's like, yeah. that's what I want. Out of, like, at, most of all, I love humanity. I love, I love people. I mean, we're, we keep up some stupid, stupid shit. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we want to keep living. We want to keep, we want to keep loving, you know? There's yeah. going to be yeah. love and hate relationships. Mm-hmm. People just, it's... It's, and then even, like, that, like, you get these people who want to just, like, shake and, like, change things at such a, pass, a fast rate that it's not like yeah. we could, like, we may not even have the infrastructure to do it now, but, like, <laughs> the fact that people are thinking this far ahead right. and accomplishing, like I said, so many things, including, like, landing the second stage so we can reuse stuff to save money. Right. and Save a lot of money. A yeah, lot of you, money. Just, like, <laughs> it costs millions, I think. Fifteen to twenty million dollars per rocket to build mm-hmm. those. Not just that. And the fuel for it is only like two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. Right. So if you could save that initial cost of building that rocket and just put fuel in it, you're cutting 
a lot of yeah. expenses. Think about the idea of, of, of landing that rocket on Mars, though. I mean, yeah. without that potential, you'd have to either find resources on Mars and yeah. send a rocket with the resources mm-hmm. to send itself back mm-hmm. or have it work the way that now it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can send it there. And, and then with his ne- his next like thing he's doing now, he, I mean, he's done SpaceX, he's done Tesla, he's done The Boring Company. To dig the tunnels, and now he's doing his neural link. <laughs> Boring. Oh, hey, do we, do we appreciate being stuck in traffic? Yeah. yeah. I, I see what he's getting at. I mean, like, you know, the state with the... It's only in the state with the largest amount of earthquakes in the country. <laughs> Digging tunnels, I don't see a problem right, there. Right, right. But, um, but, yeah, now he wants us to connect via neural link now. So, talking, going back on how comfortable do you think of, like, having, like, your fingerprint or your voice pattern, how about, like, your entire brain or your conscious... Right. Yeah. Like download, like do you want to download your conscious to an AI? Like oh. that mm-hmm. takes that extrapolates that whole conversation into the, the kind of goes into his whole theory of being a sim. Like how do you know we're not already sims? They're just copying us, <laughs> just duplicating. Like, it's like let's find the next level, we'll duplicate again. He paid scientists millions of dollars to prove that we're not in a simulation. <laughs> like he's how'd that go? he's convinced. They were like he's like yeah, it's a million to one that we're not. In the simulation, like we are almost certainly in the sim. He's just trying to win the game. That's all. He's just trying to get to the next level. He's yes, yes. Pretty well. Elon Musk is an interesting man. It's oh, yeah, it's right. easy for people to follow him almost with a cult. Like, yeah. See, that's mentality. what scares me. It's like I, I, I get it. I, I appreciate everything he does. Like every mm-hmm. day. Like that's great. Like if there's somebody out there, he's forethinking, thinking. He wants to throw money at it, and he has the ability to do it. That's great. Mm-hmm. But like we also have the ability with forethinking. thinking. You don't need the money. Mm-hmm. You just need the the will. You mm-hmm. need the will and the, the drive to do it. You know? mm-hmm. like, and then you have all these articles that are coming out now where they're like, Elon, it's like, here's why you shouldn't believe this, or here's why this isn't possible today. And I'm like, well, it's not about today. It's right. about, it's like, it's right. it's years from now. Like, yeah. Tying into, the you know, bringing up the Neuralink, um, I was reading an article earlier talking about how it doesn't make any sense because Elon predicts, you know, eight to ten years until... Um, you know, a private company will develop the technology where it's possible. Someone was saying uh, that's not possible because you're going to have to have extensive clinical trials to prove that it's safe for humans before it can be used. And I don't disagree with that, but I don't think he was saying it would be out in the world and having everyone use it in eight to ten years. I think he's saying that there will be the capability to conduct that, you know, in some basic form in eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even if it's yeah, even if it's like fifteen to twenty years, it's still like what do you like humans could have data ports by, <laughs> by the end of the decade. Yeah, no. or he's, yeah. he's not the first person to bring up this concept either. I mean, Ray Kurzweil, he's a very well recognized um, expert in technology. I believe he's the lead engineer for Google right now, and he predicted years ago that uh, humans and computers would you know become intertwined by 2030 mm-hmm. he's made predictions in the past of similar natures and he's been pretty spot on uh, so I don't think this is unrealistic personally I don't doubt it at all um, we're making leaps in and, automation and all kinds of other technologies that yeah. are leading us in a natural direction that could get us there right so we were, we were 100 years ago 1917 mm-hmm Exactly. Where we are today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's... Things are moving exponentially now. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just a linear uh, uh, progression. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Progression. Yeah. We're definitely moving uh, quicker. So I'm just 
10 to 15 years, it's going to be crazy. Imagine where we'll be the next time the Cubs win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll be so far in advance. Wow, I thought we were getting covered. They're a good team. They're all. They're a good team. They'll probably win sometimes too. I don't know, but it's it's uh, trying to gain viewers, not lose them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think that where we'll be the next time this happens is going to be fascinating. It's going to be like cool Mm -hmm. to see the journey and like what happens. And who tries to fight it and who doesn't. Right. Well, I hope they live long enough to see as much of it as I can. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, my, yeah. that's my goal right there. Yeah. Well, with a neural link, who knows what that definition will be. We won't even need this podcast. It'll just, we'll just be able to... Everyone will already know what our th- thoughts are. Yeah. We'll just be a port on, like, the, Didn't on the network. Didn't he say consensual? Yeah, consensual, yeah. Yes, yes oh, that was the terminology. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't want right. anybody like... Urban wants right. to access your thoughts. Accept <laughs> or deny. No means no. <laughs> no means no. You can't access my thoughts. <laughs> That'd be like mind rape. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess the law's gonna have to keep changing. Huh? I don't think the laws are gonna be able to keep up. With what's happening? That's that's Probably. kind of the scary part. They're already having a tough time with like is a fingerprint equivalent, like to your phone equivalent of like giving an up your intern your most personal thoughts because you don't do you don't spend time on anything more than you spend on your phone. Yeah. Or like you don't have like you have your bank account information on there. You have all this information. Like your fingerprints, your pictures, your texts, like your messages to your friends. Like nothing is more important to people today than their phone. And some people may not be the case, but it is for a lot of people. So it'll be cool to see where we end up with that kind of tech. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we have covered today. So we can we can wrap this up and kind of do like final so. wrap-ups or something. So, I mean, but uh, yeah, that was... This has been the pilot episode, so yeah. <laughs> episode zero. It's gonna probably get a lot more structured. Than that, so. Yeah, um, um, we can only go up from here. Yeah. So uh, we do hope you enjoyed our topics. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. We hope that we're gonna probably find a way to get some more reviews and maybe do some actual just pure podcasts instead of doing video and stuff whenever we can't get together. So, so I guess uh, basically just stay tuned and keep an eye out for more things from Industry 4.0. And um, that's it. That's been that's been a, that's a wrap. That's everything. So yeah. look forward to that uh, S8 B-roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>